It is perhaps one of the worst kinds of mistakes you can make as a digital marketer, believing you had more results than you actually did. And Facebook today admitting that last week they did that to all of us, double counting many of the most important metrics we rely on. And that is causing a lot of brand managers to re-review their campaign reports today, Monday, June 15th. Happy National Book Day, Argentina. I'm Todd Maffin, and here is what you missed today in digital marketing. Facebook says that they are recovering from a nasty outage that almost certainly affects your ad campaigns if you were running ads on Facebook or Instagram last week. Turns out they accidentally double-counted certain metrics, not only on their web platform, but also through their API. So even third-party reporting tools had the bad data. And the metrics they overestimated were the very ones that we digital marketers rely on to determine whether our campaigns were a success. Conversion metrics including leads, link clicks, page and post engagement metrics, all double counted. This is a big deal. If you reported to your boss or client that your campaign had a big lift in conversions, you might be in for an uncomfortable conversation because those results are actually half of what Facebook told you they were. There is some good news here, though. That glitch happened from 9 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday until noon Pacific time on Friday. So if you were not running ads during this 27-hour window, your numbers should be fine. Also, some metrics were completely unaffected by this. Unique metrics, for one, so things like unique link clicks or unique purchases. Also, they say the bug did not impact delivery or billing, but they're not going to actually backfill with accurate data. So, quoting Facebook, please take this time frame and metrics impact into account when assessing your ad performance. Somewhat embarrassingly for Facebook, this big ad glitch happened the same week that Facebook published a new overview on how their ad platform works. So you know the first step, you as an advertiser create the ad creative and then tell Facebook the audience who you want to see the ad. But from there, it hasn't always been entirely transparent what goes on behind the curtain. Now we have a little bit more information. For every user of Facebook in a given day, there are thousands of ads that they could be shown. How Facebook determines which of those ads they'll see comes down to a formula. Essentially, out of all the ads a user potentially can see, Facebook's engine will choose a winning ad, and they say they determine that winner based on three factors. First, your bid, how much money you've allocated to the ad. Remember, Facebook here is talking about the bid price, not the total amount of budget for your campaign. The higher your bid, the more reach you'll get. Second, something Facebook calls the estimated action rate, which is the likelihood that each user will take action on your ad based on their past behavior, both on Facebook and off. And finally, ad quality. This starts out assuming that your ad is of maximum quality, and then your score gets degraded for every bad element. Bad elements are like when people hide your ad, or report it as spam, or how much text is in your image, or whether you specifically ask for engagement. You know those like and comment and share for your chance to win posts? Those. Also, Facebook said again that ads with the highest bid don't always win the auction. Ads with lower bids often win, they said. If our system predicts a person is more likely to respond to them or finds that they are of higher quality. There's a link in the notes if you'd like to read their full breakdown. The date is 1951, and a psychologist named Solomon Ash is standing at the front of a conference room. 
In the room with him, six men, seated at a table. They are here to participate in an experiment. The experiment you'll be taking part in today involves the perception of lengths of lines. He's showing them a big card with one line on the left that's about three inches tall, and then three lines on the right of varying lengths. One the same size as the one on the left, one shorter, and one taller. Your task is a very simple one. You're to look at the line on the left and determine which of the three lines on the right is equal to it in length. And, like all good psychology experiments, this one is rigged. In fact, only one of the six men at the table is an actual participant. The other five? They're plants. In on it with the psychologist. They have been told to deliberately give the wrong answer. In this case, line number two is clearly the wrong answer. It is visibly shorter than the control line. Nobody would get this wrong, right? Two. 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 And yet, as they go down the line, with the plants giving the wrong answer, the real participant at the end of the table starts to fidget nervously. Two. Two. And then they get to him. He stares at the card, sees that number two is clearly the wrong answer, and says... Uh, two. And it wasn't just him. 75% of real participants intentionally gave the wrong answer. This study is known today in academic circles as the Ash Conformity Experiment. And a great new read up at marketingland.com cites the study in a piece about how neuroscience can help capture customer sentiment and predict future behavior. Quoting from the article... Market researchers are aware of the biases associated with group dynamics. Even with the best safeguards in place, group responses don't always reflect real-world experiences. As you explore different approaches to capturing customer sentiment to estimate behavior in the future, you might want to consider how your offering, or the creative work associated with your offering, will activate certain parts of the brain." Unquote. One study they talk about in the piece found that measuring activation in a certain part of the brain, a part of the brain that I'm not even going to try to pronounce, was one way of predicting which new songs would become hits years later. Anyway, it's a great read if you are interested in the intersection of marketing and neuroscience. And there's a link in this episode's notes if you'd like to read it. We have seen forecasts of next year's digital ad markets for a while now, but only recently are we starting to see those whose measurement period take the COVID crisis into account. And one new study from Magna says total ad revenues in the U.S. will, as expected, decline, but not by the catastrophic drop that you might be expecting. Magna forecasts 2020 will end up only 7% down when all is said and done. Part of that mitigated by a rebound, they're forecasting for the second half of this year. Next year, they say, ad revenue should grow over 6%, but even with that growth, total revenue will still be $9 billion less than pre-pandemic levels. Part of what's keeping that overall decline in check, the American elections later this year, and our world, digital advertising, is expected to tick up, if barely, by 1%. But that's an average, of course. When you drill deeper into that digital marketing space, search ads are expected to actually drop by 1% this year. Banner ads will drop by 11%. But social media and other digital ad formats, up 8% by the end of the year. 
And two short things to wrap up. First, Google is now apparently sending out emails to Google My Business admins when a review has been removed from your profile. Nice touch. And if you use Microsoft Teams and have been jealous that those of your colleagues on Zoom have those fun virtual backgrounds, well, now you can have them too. They are in the new version of the app, so be sure to update the app. Classified ads are available on this show. 20 bucks will let you reach a 1,000 listeners in the digital marketing space. There's a link in this episode's description if you'd like more information. Our theme was composed by Mark Blevis. Ad sales by Podcorn. I'm Todd Maffin. Talk to you tomorrow. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.